Well, hello there, you fabulous interior design professional. I'm so glad you're here. This is Business of Design. I am Kimberly Selden, your advocate-in-chief. I'm actually advocating for myself. I know that. I'm in the trenches just like you, super busy with work. I have broken one of my cardinal rules, and you all know how that goes, right? One of my cardinal rules, and it has been so for more than a decade, is we never, and I mean never, do serious installations in the month of December because everybody's squirrely. There's too much going on, holiday parties and events and It never fails that trades are distracted and things go wrong. So it has been our policy for a long, long time. If we can't get the installation done in November, we tell the clients, you will not have a finished project until January. We just skip December. It doesn't exist. Oh, but not this year. No. In my infinite wisdom, I have not one, mm -mm, but two projects that are slamming for December. Now we all know how this is going to end, right? There's going to be some holes in our reveals. I already know this. I've prepared the clients for this, but so what? They've waited so long. They want a fabulously finished project, and I've told them it'll be nearly fabulously finished. That sucks. Between me and you, though, I have a selfish reason for wanting this done. I always do. We always do, right? We always are able to justify making a bad decision when we know there's a better decision to be made. But I'm leaving for California in January. As I always do, we kind of shift homes. And I really wanted to have these projects wrapped up before I leave so I don't have to go back and forth on the plane to figure it all out. You know it's going to happen, though, right? They're not going to be wrapped up. I am going to be back to commuting on Air Canada. Thank you very much. That sounded sarcastic, but actually, I really do love Air Canada. They're really good. I've never really had a bad experience. Uh, The occasional grumpy flight attendant, but boy, oh boy, I wouldn't want their job. Uh, Most of the time, though, like great service. Anyway, I digress. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to do our very best in December with trades that are exhausted and movers that are exhausted. And we're going to turn on the Christmas music really loud and have some fun with the styling for sure. And then there's going to be some deficiencies that I have to let the clients know about. But I don't know what those are yet. You know, it's all a big surprise. But next year, when... September, October roll around. Can you please remind me to tell clients we don't finish jobs in December? Honestly, I need a support group. (laughs) Wait a minute. I have a support group. I know you're going to remind me. I'm so lucky you're there. But enough about me and my projects. I'm very excited about this episode of Business of Design, episode number 302. It's featuring a wonderful human being, Portia Williams, who's been on the show before. We did a mic drop with Juliana Oliveira, and she interviewed Portia. And since that time, ooh, I'm going to say about a dozen Business of Design boss members have hired Portia to do a variety of tasks for them, including those intake calls that we talk about as being so critically important, and what we're going to talk about on this episode, which is gifting creating a gifting experience for your clients that does more than just tick the obligatory box of, yeah, I got them a gift at the holidays. It's about marketing. It's about building goodwill. It's about putting trust and joy and delight in your bank account with your clients. And it's a great episode. 
And I have this big announcement. Business of Design is now partnered with Portia Williams. So you have access to her services through Business of Design. They have been vetted and tweaked. So they work with and comply with Business of Design systems. And that is going to apply to her gifting strategy sessions, which this episode is about. And in March, she will be back to talk about client intake. And in fact, if you're a Business of Design member, show up to BOD Live in March and the whole conversation will be about client intake. This is new for us, but you go to businessofdesign.com under coaching. And of course, I'm there and I would love to be your business advisor, your fractional CEO. You can also access other Business of Design approved services, such as Jody Carter as your coach in Australia, Janine Laudenbach as your operations manual and leadership coach. And now you will also find Portia Williams and her client intake and gift strategy sessions. If you've been around business of design for any length of time, you know what a control freak I am. So you know that we have vetted all of these services so we can say confidently, we know you're going to be thrilled working with these professionals. And for those of you who are in the boss stream, you can also work with, of course, your fractional CFO, that's Larry Goldberg. So all of that under coaching, we're just thrilled about it. And we appreciate your support. If you've been a longtime listener to the podcast and you haven't yet jumped into membership, I sure hope you will. We have a lot of work we want to do in the industry. We definitely know we've made strides. I was just meeting with someone for the first time uh, recently, and I was describing what it was like in 2004 when we launched, and 90% of the designers we met did not charge for a consultation. And since then, I would say it's almost the inverse. Probably 80% of designers do charge for a consultation. And I'm not saying Business of Design did that by ourselves, but I know for sure we had a major impact on swaying the industry. And we have a lot more work to do, and we can't do that without your support. So thank you so much. It's that time of year again, right? It's the time of year again when we all think about what are we going to give our clients, our staff, our team, our trades as a thank you. And that's okay. But in this episode, we're going to talk about a better way to approach gifting and creating a gifting strategy. And I'm just going to say this one more thing. I often record these introductions after the conversation with a guest has taken place and it's edited. Often the guest will say something and I want to investigate. I want to make sure that what they've said is accurate or the product works or the book is good. And I actually signed up for Portia's gifting strategy session. It's a two-session package. I did my first one yesterday. And I have to say, I was modestly excited about getting a handle on gifting. I know I could do a better job. But what actually happened was kind of a mind-blowing experience where I realized I'm really not doing a good job with acknowledging all the people around me who make it possible for me to do my job. It was really eye-opening. So can't wait for my second session and can't wait for you all to hear this episode. Happy holidays if you're in that mode. I certainly am. We'll get right into the episode, but first, some announcements from Cheryl Horn. Thanks for being here and letting me vent off the top of the show. 
I would love to know I'm not alone. If you've broken a rule recently and you want to give me a shout out and let me know what it was, we'll mention it on the podcast. I really sometimes feel like I'm the person who needs remedial training. Don't leave me hanging here, everybody. (laughs) We're really glad you're here. Hey, Kimberly. Uh, Next week is the deadline, December 15th, early bird pricing for the BOD Elite Retreat Charleston. So if you are interested, if you're even thinking about joining us for the Elite Retreat, please check it out. Uh, If you register before December 15th, you're going to save $300 on your ticket. You're also only going to be asked to do a 50% deposit in order to book your spot, and the balance will be due in February. The dates for the retreat are April 27th to 30th, so start planning for next year now and get in on this retreat. Uh, It is already filling up quickly, which is amazing to see. We already have such an amazing group joining us, and we couldn't be more excited. Details are on the website. Get your ticket again. December 15th is the deadline for that. You know, if you don't know what else you want for the holidays, put this on your wish list or, you know, give the gift to your business because you deserve it. And we really want 2023 to be your best year ever. So join us, BOD Elite Retreat, deadline December 15th for early bird pricing. Check out the details on the website. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Please join us. Another big one coming up is our two-day intensive BOD 15 in Sydney, Australia, hosted by Boyd Blue. So if you are in... um, if you are in Australia, if you want to travel to Australia, it's not every day that Team BOD gets to be there. So please join us for this one. It really is going to be an intensive two days where we walk through the BOD 15. Whether you are a longtime podcast listener and need to learn the BOD 15 for the first time, or you're a longtime member and you need a refresher, you want um, you know the boot camp version of the BOD 15 to really uh, step up and start implementing in your business, get your questions answered, make sure you have clarity around every single step uh, that we teach at Business of Design, this is your opportunity to do that. So registration is open. The dates for the two-day intensive is March 6th and 7th. Register, get your tickets now. And um, again, it's not every day Business of Designs in Australia, so we might have a fun home tour and you might get a little something extra for signing up and joining us. We really want to make the most of our time there. And thank you to uh, Business of Design boss member Jody Carter, who's partnered with us on this event and is making it happen for us there. So we're really excited. Those are our you know, big ones on the calendar. Plan ahead, get your tickets. Full details for both of these events and everything else we're doing. BOD Live is next week. Uh, We're going to be at Las Vegas Market in January. Lots going on at Business of Design. Details for everything are on the website. Make sure you check that out. Thanks so much. Welcome to Business of Design with your Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The systems, strategies, and protocols we teach will allow you to consistently satisfy clients, increase your profitability, and run your projects like a boss. And they've been field tested by thousands of design professionals in more than 50 countries. Join today and you'll have immediate access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy. 
an exact blueprint for running your design projects from consultation to 100% completion. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results, led by a successful, profitable, working interior designer. It's time to create the business you dreamed of when you first started out. Don't do this alone. Go to businessofdesign.com now and become a member. Portia, I feel like I know you already, but this is actually the very first time we're sort of meeting face-to-face, even if it is over Zoom. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing really, really well. I'm so happy to be here, Kimberly. And it's such a great um, experience to be able to meet you, even virtually. Um, I've just enjoyed so much being a part of the Boss community and the Business of Design overall community. And um, I'm happy to be here. Well, we're just thrilled to have you. And uh, you came to us through Juliana Oliveira, who uh, did a mic takeover, and she interviewed you. And mm-hmm. I had the good fortune just to be able to listen to the podcast, which was really fun, but hadn't met you. And then I was in Dallas visiting the first boss group at one of their meetings. And uh, I'm always looking for an excuse to go to Dallas because I have a good friend who lives there. And uh, I heard Portia this and Portia that and Portia does this and Portia that. And I'm like, who is this magical creature? And they said she was on the podcast. (laughs) And I'm like, tell me more. Uh, And the bottom line is you have now become part of the Business of Design family. We're partnering with you. And we're just so thrilled to do that because you offer such important services with such integrity to interior design professionals. So we're thrilled to have you on the podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about gifting, which Mm -hmm. is really timely given this time of the year. It's here. It is November. And I'm, I'm not really great at this. I sort of tackle it at the last second rather than having a good system leading up to it. So without further ado, you're going to tell us all the magical things we need to know about gifting Portia. (laughs) Yes, I'd love to do that. And I I will say that you're not alone in um, gifting being something that you're meaning to do or or that happens kind of at the last minute. Um, So it's something that if planned for, you can really integrate it into a strategic marketing form of your business. And it really helps in building relationships, um, building loyalty, increasing your retention and referrals. And we've had a wonderful experience as we've introduced this aspect of service with our current clients. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great way to let people know that you care about them and that you appreciate them. And it also keeps you top of mind for them when they're thinking about who they would like to do business with, because business is based on relationships and you want to be creating inventive and creative ways to to keep top of mind and to be a part of the conversation in an organic way. Well, and I guess you're talking about a deeper dive even than just end of year, almost obligatory gift that you give a client. So how, do you break it down into phases or particular events? How do you, how do you approach the gifting task? Yeah. So for interior designers, I think gifting lends itself really well to interior design in in particular because it's an industry that focuses so much on um, the aesthetics and the environment and providing beautiful gifts just fits into the experience that interior designers are able to give their clients. And so 
there is strategy to it. And that's what we implement with our clients. So we do an annual strategy session. And in that session, we really identify um, why it's important to gift and how it can impact their business positively. Um, we also look at the recipients um, because it a lot of times it's referred to as client gifting, but it really goes beyond just your clients. Um, you want to be thinking about other key business relationships that you have and that you want to nurture. So we include strategic partners in our gifting strategy. We include internal team members. Um, the, the including the strategic partners helps you know build your referrals and um, your your reputation and your culture um, and doing the inter internal team members really helps to build that loyalty um, and help them to understand how valuable they are to you and your business. Um, we also look at other people in your circle of influence, maybe that you aren't doing business with currently, but it would make sense to if it ever came up, right? So maybe they are in a different industry, but they know a lot of um, potential clients that could be um, that could be a great fit for for that particular design firm. And then when we look at clients, we look at like your dreamy, dreamy, dream clients. Who are those clients that you would love to work with people that are just like them, um, people in their network? And so um, it's a it's a kind of full focus, full. I don't know the word I'm looking for, um, but it's it's a holistic approach to gifting and it includes more than just your clients. Oh my um, gosh, does it ever. I feel like um, I came into this thinking, yeah, we're going to talk about the annual holiday gift. But in reality, what you're saying is it's a kind of a robust program that you want to have rolling out on a regular basis and reaching yeah. much wider than just the client. Yes, yes. Um, it is something that you want to really plan for and think about gifting and uh, as like a at least three-year commitment because the results aren't immediate. It's, it's not that way. Um, it's, it's not a form of marketing in that way, but it comes from the time and the relationship building. And that's where it becomes really, really effective. Um, in addition to um, looking at the recipients during that annual gift strategy session, we also look at the budget um, because we want to identify what the parameters are and how much we can spend and dedicate towards gifting. Um, and you can make an impact without a large budget. I think that's also something that can be intimidating for people. Like, well, I don't know, how am I going to afford to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars through gifting? And it doesn't have to be that. The most important thing is that your gifts are personalized and that they're memorable and that they're useful on a daily basis. That's how your name comes up in conversation organically. Uh, for example, let's say we did, um, a, a designer did um, a, a kitchen area and that particular client loves to entertain. And so we've, we've sourced and provided a beautiful tray. Maybe we have um, their names monogrammed on it and a beautiful decanter and wine glasses. When you when that client is entertaining and their friends or their people in their network see that gift, 
um, and they compliment you on it, then the, then you, that client is inclined to say, oh yeah, I got this from Kimberly. Um, she did my kitchen, but she also gave me this super thoughtful gift. We love it. We use it all the time. And then your name comes up in a really positive way and it's really memorable. Um, in addition, we also look at the different milestones um, that can be identified during a design project. When it, when it comes to client gifting, there's a lot of different points that make sense to gift during the design process. And if you look at a designer-client relationship, kind of like a bank account, there's only two things that you can do when you have a bank account. You can withdraw and you can put deposits in. And so the whole goal is to stay in the clear, stay in the, in the green. And so during the design process, there are some natural times where you're, where you're depositing, like the design presentation is a huge deposit, right? They're excited. They finally get to see your, their vision brought to life by that designer. They get to pick their finishes. It's super, super exciting. Um, and, but then on the other side, during implementation, sometimes you can have some pain points. Maybe there's delays in um, items being delivered. Maybe there's construction delays or permits are being delayed. Um, maybe there's deficiencies. And so it makes sense to gift in some of those times to make those additional deposits um, so that you so that you stay in the positive. And um, specifically, some of our clients we've implemented, a welcome gift to help welcome new clients to their design firm. Um, we'll do a gift sometimes after the presentation um, or during one of those pain points. And we'll also do an end of project gift that relates to the project. And um, we've also started doing a one-year anniversary gift as a way to remind them how much of a positive experience that they had how much they love their space. And um, we always try to include at different points, we include not only the specific client or if it's a, it's a family, not only the parents, but we also include the, the whole family because we want everyone to benefit from their experience working with that particular designer's firm. I love how far reaching this is. And I counted at least six occasions where you might reach out with a gift to the clients. And I love the one year anniversary. Like I just, that is such a beautiful thing. And I have the best of intentions around that kind of stuff. And I just don't get it done, which is why if it's important to you in terms of growing that relationship, it's a really good idea to think about outsourcing, which is why you're here. So I want to ask you also though, Portia, can you gift badly or at the wrong time? Like, what do you have to be careful of with the gifting? Um, I think the what we see most often, and this is not intentional, is confusing gifting with straight marketing. So giving a lot of branded material, um, I think, can fall flat because do I really need another Yeti tumbler with your company logo on it? I think that's sometimes what, what clients, 
or recipients may think. So that's why we we take into consideration what the interests are of the recipient. And so that's something that we also talk about during that strategy session. And for our clients that we're also handling the client intake for, we infuse that um, client profile into their intake process. So we're gathering information upfront about what that client's particular interests are so that when we do go to source a gift for them, it's meaningful because it came from you, but it's also meaningful because it's something that we know that they will really enjoy. And I'm glad you mentioned the intake process because in March, Portia will be back to talk about the intake process she uses, which is business of design's intake process. And that's really how we came full circle to be partners. So I'm excited about that conversation. And we've timed that for March because also in March, you will be appearing with Cheryl at the BOD Live talking about that intake process. So lots of good things coming up there as well. I asked yes, I'm really about, excited for oh, that. Gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. No, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, we're very excited too. I just spoke to Cheryl about it today, and she was she's super keen on on all of it. Um, now, I asked about can you give a gift the, a gift at the wrong time or a bad gift. I also want to ask about those charity donations. We will sometimes get from somebody a card that says so and so made a donation on your behalf. How do you feel about those? Because I was actually considering doing that this year for clients. There's a a water, water first uh, organization in Cremor, which is bringing water to communities that don't have clean drinking water. Um, but I have mixed feelings about it. It feels not personal. It feels like the client could think, did they make a $2 donation on my behalf? Which is that my value to this? So tell us about making those charitable donations. I think it's really a great uh, out-of-the-box way to think about gifting. And I think the the important part to making it well-received is to create that donation and do, do that donation on behalf of a client for an organization that that client is passionate about. Um, Last year, we helped a client um, with gifting, and during that information gathering process, we learned that that they were really passionate about greyhounds. They had greyhounds, and they had and the, the greyhounds that that they had were rescues. And so there is a local organization that they really like to support. And so we made a donation as as well as a few other items um, included in that gift. But we made a donation in their name to that organization. And we felt like that really felt like a good way to do it. And it was still personalized. And the client really appreciated it because they're all, it's something that they care about. And so we wanted to make sure that we that we took that into consideration. That's such good advice. And that kind of reminds me of that time we did brand all of these paperweights with the Kimberly Selton mm-hmm. Design Group logo and gave them to clients. And shortly after we did it and we got them back, we all went like, why would a client want this? Why, why <laughs> did we just spend all this money? And then we'd like, we couldn't give them away, like literally yeah. couldn't give them away after that. So you, you do want to make sure that you're thinking about the recipient. Yeah, and I, I think there are time there are times when branded gifts make sense. Um, I think it just depends on 
how it's being introduced. Uh, for example, one of our clients this year, or excuse me, last year, she did a branded candle. Um, and so it was, it was, it had her not in a, you know, ostentatious way, but it had her, her branding on it. Um, but it was really well received because it's something that's useful for that recipient on a daily basis. And it kind of speaks to the brand and the atmosphere and the environment that she really wants to create for her clients. And it was customized with scents that were really um, meaningful for her. And so um, I think that's a way that it can be done. Um, also, sometimes with the welcome gift, we do have branded items um, because it because you do want to welcome them to your to your firm. So we've we have done branded notebooks and things like that um, because you know during design meetings and presentations we always want to be able to provide something for clients to to write with. But we make sure it's really great quality um, and that it's really tasteful. And I think that's the most important thing. Wow. Amazing. You, you're so articulate and you've given so much thought to how to make this a robust part of how you keep that client pipeline full. So I'm assuming that you also will talk to us about reaching out to past clients and just reminding them that we're here and we're available as well. Yes. Yes. We have done that for clients and that has been, that's been really great because it does give them that reminder and it triggers them to remember the positive experience that they had. And it'll often lead to, you know what, we were thinking about doing a second phase or we were thinking about, you know, remodeling our, our, you know, home at the lake or, or things like that. So it often leads to more projects because it just brings you top of mind again. Um, and it's just simple reach out saying, you know, we really, really enjoyed working with you and we'd love to, you know, work with you again. And so that, that's, that's been a really well-received um, outreach that we've done on behalf of clients as well. This is so good. I'm going to be your next customer, by the way. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> well, you I can would love that. Uh, good. We will no, welcome I'm, you. I'm totally sincere. When people hear, when I say things on the podcast, it actually really does happen. By the way, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. And you can find out more about Portia and all the wonderful services she pre provides by going to businessofdesign.com. I want to ask you about budget. You you said that you would ask us about budget, and I know that my response would be, I don't know, what should I spend? Is there any kind of a rule of thumb? we should be thinking about in terms of the amount we want to spend on something like this? Well, I think so. It's, I th there's, there's something out there that says like the magic number is $250 per gift. Right. And so that is, I think that's, that makes sense in some cases, but I think if you look at the frequency of gifting, what we do is try to look at a budget for the overall year, um, an annual budget, and then break down how many gifts will be um, given during that time. And then we also set some kind of general parameters around those different occasions. So welcome gifts are usually no more than $50. Um, end of project gifts tend to be a little bit more expensive, um, between $150 and $300. Um, some of the pain point gifts um, can vary any, 
anywhere between $75 and $150. So um, the most important thing is that it is quality and that it is memorable and useful. I love it. Thank you so much. We end every episode with design intervention, just a great piece of business advice. It doesn't have to be related to this topic at all. Okay. So my design intervention um, comes from a book that I was introduced to earlier this year called Who Not How. And so the, the premise is that focusing on at, when you receive new new opportunities, a lot of times you get quickly overwhelmed to thinking about how you're going to take on a project and how you're going to deliver a service. But what you really should focus on is who you need on your team and who you can leverage in order to confidently take on that new project. And so focusing on the how really puts a lot of pressure on you as the business owner. But when you shift your focus to who do I need in order to get this um, taken care of, then you don't have to worry about all of the details. You're worried about um, who you can um, who you can engage to help you get to the finish line. So that's been super impactful for me, and um, and I've shared it with a lot of people. And it it it's a great new perspective to take when you're thinking about new opportunities. That makes so much sense. And that sounds like a really good book for Business of Design Book Club to tackle. So I'm oh, going awesome. to get myself a copy of that book as well. As usual, so wonderful to uh, have an opportunity to learn from you, Portia. I'm looking forward to that face-to-face meeting in Dallas. And uh, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, Kimberly. It's been a, It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening and being a part of the Business of Design community. You're supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to have the business you've always dreamed of. If you're ready to dramatically improve your business and transform your life, head to businessofdesign.com now and become a member. What are you waiting for?